The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up? What's up? It's your boys, the three dudes, the three amigos of the History Creeps podcast. We're back for another week. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by the illustrious Johnny Townsend. Yeah, so I I was really, really staring at my eyes today in the mirror. I was really looking at him, <laughs> and I've decided that my left eye is he's not, it's not a totally lazy eye, but he's like an eye that will sort of do things, but but like be very reluctant about it. You know, like, be like hey, I want to look to the right. It'll be like, sure. And it'll so eventually not lazy, get over to just it. like procrastinating. Yeah, he puts stuff off. Uh, he, he, I think he's very jealous of the other eye that works just fine. You know, and really shows off the, all the directions it can look. And, this, and my left eye is like that guy uh, but other than that i'm doing just fine over here by myself getting very lonely that <laughs> so <laughs> the illustrious johnny townsend and his wandering eye uh, joined also by the infamous carter johnson what's up buddy what's going on guys we're back we're back we're back another week another history creeps we're uh we're we're we're, we're moving right along here with trying to keep up our content uh consistent again Yes, let's pat ourselves on the back. We're amazing. We got two weeks in a row, three weeks yeah. in a row, and then next week we'll be taking about a month hiatus before we come yep. back. I need to, uh, you both uh, keep going away to the beaches and stuff and vacations. Uh, it's my turn next. <laughs> so you're going to. Well, I got a spare down. room, Johnny. I mean, if you're cool with a screaming three year old waking you up at six thirty, you're always more than welcome to come to the beach. That would be no worse than the dreams I have. <laughs> 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 oh man uh fellas it is the month man it's october this is our one of our favorite months the creepy months how are you guys doing what have you guys been up to watching any creepy things what's up you know that's a great question i was going to ask you both uh, you know since obviously we're in a different time right now with all the stuff going on uh does this feel like halloween yes. to you right now or yes. does it not it does it because- feels like it feels like halloween in a movie it feels for me like every like, other like Halloween. This must be how Halloween feels in Haddonfield. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Like I feel like it is around me. Uh, obviously, the leaves are changing. Right? It's gorgeous. It's got that fall look. Leaves are on the ground, uh, and many, many of the houses around me in, in my area are, are totally into this. We've got the pumpkins on the porches. You know, the corn stalks. Everything. It looks really, really festive. So. Uh, aside from the fact that there's chances that there's not going to be trick or treating, there's nothing different, at least for me, because I'm still watching horror movies the same as I always do. Except this time, I have access to a plethora of other horror movies than normal. Why? What'd you do? Uh, I got the Shutter app. You have Shutter? Um, I dude, I have Shutter. I've had Shutter for years, bro. Yeah, I just got I back into. Shutter. I had it Great. for a little bit when it was like minimal stuff, and there wasn't much changing. So after a while, I canceled it. I just came back to it recently after um, 
after going through the last season of Joe Bob's uh, Last Drive-In. Yeah. So after going through that, I was like, I got to get Shutter. I want to watch this live. I don't want to wait till it shows up on Amazon Prime. Bro, so now I came that you've back. got Shutter, you've got to watch Daniel Isn't Real. Okay. Oh yes, there's dude. There's so much on there I want to check out, but that's know, all I've bro. been doing. It's hard. It's hard to like get it all in. That's what she said. I've been. That's um, exactly right. I knew that you were going to say that as soon as that those words <laughs> came out of my mouth. That, <laughs> which that is also made, what she said. That those jokes are making me shudder. <laughs> there you go. That's there the closest go. I've nice gotten one. to that app. Oh, I love it, dude. I've been I've been immersing myself in eighties horror, eighties slasher horror, and even some seventies horror. I just love some of that old school style style horror yep. movies. So I've been watching that. Um and then so two B T V has some pretty decent horror movies as well to check out. And then uh there's a free app on PlayStation. Uh it's called Pluto TV. You guys have this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Same thing. And they actually have channels like one called one's called Chiller and one's called Horror or whatever. So sometimes I'll put that on and just let that play in the background. Nice. Dude, that's oh. that's nice. Yeah. Also, if you if you want, you can also get Voodoo, V U D U, and that's got free movies uh with ads, yep. so like commercials, and there's they've got a pretty pretty intense collection of horror films there too. Yeah, I think I watched Delta Force Two on there one day. <laughs> nice. I was gonna say so, so. So suffice it to say, man, it still feels it still feels right to me. It still feels like Halloween. I'm loving. Well, yeah, it. I've been I've been doing all that that part of it, but like I don't know. It just feels like we're counting down to nothing because I, I I I don't feel like we're gonna have a lot of a whole lot of trick or traders. Countdown to extinction. Yeah, there you go. So we've just been doing the same thing. Like my wife's gonna kill me for this, uh, <laughs> but I binge watched uh, Bly Manor on Netflix. Oh, is that is that good? Yeah, I mean, is it a spin? Is it a specific series or like? I mean, I know is it is, the, is this the first season? Because it sounds like people were referencing it like it was something from before this. It is. It's uh, well, sort of. Uh, they're doing like they're going to do like a haunting anthology series, and the first season was Hill House. Oh, okay. haunting of Hill House. Um, and so this time they've got some of the same actors. But it's a different. This time the story is uh, turning turning of the screw, I believe, by Henry James. Oh, are they doing uh, like a, an American horror story type thing? Where he's... Sort of like that, but they're adapting. But they're they're like adapting books when okay. they do it. Like it's not technically original material, if you will. They're they're picking like older horror stories and stuff. Like, but to answer Johnny's question, yes, Johnny, it was good, but it was nowhere near as good as Hill House. Okay. And now I'm I've, I've heard I've heard good things about both. I'm well, okay. I'm biased. I'm not really into a ghost ghosty love story <laughs> at a manor house in England. I can't relate to that <laughs> on a on a personal level. But you know, uh, a show that explores childhood drama through the lens of adulthood. Yes, totally. I'm into that. Uh, so yeah, if you want to watch one, start with Hill House because it's way better. And it's not, I would not consider it horror in the traditional sense. There's not a lot of blood and guts splattering around. Hmm. It's more of like a sad horror story. Speaking of that, in terms of hauntings as well, you know, I watched for the first time ever uh, The Changeling. Ooh, what'd you think? 
I was impressed. I actually liked it. I dug it. I can tell you right now, I can see how people nowadays probably wouldn't get into it. It's kind of a slow burn. But I love, see, I appreciate that old 70s style of kind of psychological horror. You know what I mean? A lot of those cult movie. A lot of those kind of lingering shots, those kinds of just kind of drawn out silences scenes of yeah. silence you know those are such great shots and such great you, it's great storytelling and then you see that in a lot of filmmakers now you yeah know? yeah the guys did that you, make horror movies today like did, did you feel like the same person after you'd watched it <laughs> the changeling uh no i yeah. changed i changed a little <laughs> so 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 little i'd say it was a changeling uh, no, but actually, I, I did. I dug it a lot. I actually thought it was uh, pretty well done, obviously. And then, you know, the story itself, man, it was pretty intense. So I was like, man, if they ever redid this today, up to date, I could see this being really done well. You know what I mean? But it was still, I like, I like the, this this film. I thought it was pretty good. Oh yeah, that's one of the ones you could actually remake, and it wouldn't suck. Yeah, a lot of those seventies movies, you shouldn't mess with them because you just can't. No, they're. They I mean, are Texas, they are. Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Anybody? Just, it's just not the same. No, it's not the same. Johnny, what about you? What slashers are you getting into? Oh, that's a great question. I'm glad I'm finally involved in this conversation. Scooby Doo Halloween. Uh, I I saw that out. There's a new one, right? Well, Ooh, there I is. Ha- I have been watching, uh, which I may not be watching anymore because I think my HBO Max ran out and it's just too expensive for me. But, <laughs> Uh, they have they had the original like the the very first Scooby Doo cartoons on there, and I was watching those. Oh, I did uh, not know that. I'm yes, gonna have to look for yes. that. They're there, and they are as amazing as I remembered. Um, there's, <laughs> but literally, uh, I'm fairly certain every episode, uh, uh, Velma's glasses get knocked off, and uh, <laughs> I kept thinking like in today's world she just finally just get fed up with it and get lacing you know she just get tired of it because <laughs> that's literally every episode she's got to she's got to find my glasses my glasses that's a that sounds just like her i've worked on that impression and just <laughs> yes uh but uh i have watched of course hocus pocus uh, i have to watch that every october uh on actual halloween is when i will watch the very awesome Ernest scared stupid. Uh, that's that's my tradition every year, and I will also probably eat candy corn at some point to the happiness and or dismay of most people. Happiness over here, bro. <laughs> I like it. I only like Not it in October. I won't eat it any other time. But if it's in October, I'll eat my candy corn. I would eat sure. it all year round if I could. All year round. Chris, candy you know corn. What? That's a that's a good question though. What uh, what movies besides Ernest Scared Stupid do you guys traditionally watch on Halloween? Oh, Hall- do you, do you Halloween. have one, Chris? Halloween, the original Halloween. Original. I watched the original Halloween every Halloween since I was probably like eleven, ten, or eleven. Every Halloween, it's not missed yet. I've not missed one yet where I've watched it. Nice. Is that how is that how you've been doing with with Ernest Scared Stupid, Johnny? Like oh gosh. every Halloween. It's been a long time. <laughs> That's all I know. Um, I don't even know when that movie came out. I know it was in the 90s, but I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, it was in the 90s, yeah. We usually do Halloween and Trick or Treat. And I think this year we might do the new, the newest Halloween. Yeah, Trick or Treat's a staple, too. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Did you see, the, you see the newest Halloween? You have to have seen it already. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, good. Oh, yeah. It was really good. I like the John Carpenter music. Nice. 
Yeah, that's a good, that's a fun thing, you know. Everybody's yes, got their sir. little traditional Halloween movies that they watch. Heck yeah. Okay, and Hocus, and Hocus Pocus. Johnny's right. I'm going to have to. And you know what, guys? This is going to be the year. This is going to be the year we introduce Leia to Hocus Pocus. Oh, man. She's in for a treat. I uh, really, you, dude, we're, we're there. She's like, witches and zombies, and, and she knows all of it. So, like, this is going to be, she's going to be glued to the TV. Oh, man. yeah. Because all those things are in there. It's uh, did you be hear perfect. They're having like a one night. I don't exactly know exactly what it is, but it's like a they're getting the cast back together for like one it's night. It's going to be hosted by Elvira. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> That's just amazing. That's great, man. I'm so happy. It's like a cult movie now. Yeah, no, it definitely amazing. is. Yeah, I think it's it been for a while. I think it's got it's it it entered that realm probably for, in my from what I'm aware of at least the past five years, five to ten years. We can yes. all thank HBO family or not HBO family, ABC family for that. There you go. Yeah. Cause they used to, they would run it every Halloween, man. Mm-hmm. Do they not still? Well, well it's not, I, it's not. I don't know. Yeah. It's free form now. Yeah. I don't know if they still run it. It was on there. Uh, I, I think it was that channel, but it's definitely been played this year on cable TV. I watched it on, I watched it on Disney plus because I'm cool like that, but <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got a Blu-ray copy of it. So, Nice. Yeah, dude. I love it. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite time of year. The other day, me and Aaron were walking around the neighborhood just watching, you know, the fall leaves coming. We have some of these trees that the, their their leaves are just the most vibrant, you know, fiery orange you've ever seen in your life. It's just the most amazing thing. And it's so nice when they're starting to fall. It looks like it's raining underneath it. It's just amazing. Uh, it's, I love it, dude. I don't know. I don't know what it is about when the, the you know, the air starts to turn. It gets a little crispier. The, you know, it starts getting darker earlier, staying darker later. Uh, overcast skies and just this feel, you know, and seeing the pumpkins and the whole thing. I love this. My favorite time of year. Love it, love it, love it. Um, and I, I think that's why I love doing the show, too, because every time we sit down to record, it feels like at least an hour's worth of the same feeling I get around Halloween time. That's a You're good real- comparison. Yeah. Seriously. So uh, let's jump into it t- today, guys. History creeps, welcome creepers. We're gonna get right into uh, the show. I have a current creep, Johnny. You said you had one, also. Yes, I do. And then Carter, did you have one? No, I thought I did, but I didn't have an open window. No worries, uh, Johnny. <laughs> what do you got? Those are shuttered. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Johnny? Uh, recently, of course, uh, this is going to kind of combine history creeps with the good old. Retro Bliss, the video game podcast I yes. do, um, but a uh, cheap plug for my own stuff. Um, Johnny Townsend's Horde movie reviews. Uh, we uh, <laughs> did so, you say Retro Pop? I did. I thought I you did. Said I did retro say pop. Retro okay. Pop. Okay. And I'm sure there's other ones. Oh, Into Oblivion's probably coming back, but you didn't hear that from me. Uh, but um, <laughs> so everybody in the video games knows that the new systems are on their way. They're like a month out. Yeah, you know your next Xbox and the next PlayStation. Yep. So in getting ready for those, uh, PlayStation had a big update on the PS4. Uh, part of this update, however, has really raised some eyebrows from people because uh, now you can you had to you had to agree to some sort of agreement, and everybody that has PlayStation has to do this. I haven't seen this. Uh, what? And the agreement is that you're okay with uh, your voice if you're in a voice chat that you're being recorded what and well i don't do voice chat so it doesn't matter to me 
Yeah, yeah. But they they claim the reason is for to help stop you know uh, like bullying. really terrible behavior and bullying yeah. and stuff, which I think that will help obviously. But also at the same time, it's uh, it feels a little creepy to me. <laughs> it does feel creepy, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, what do they do with the conversations? Well, here's the thing: they they came out and clarified because obviously there was a big uh, a hubbub over <laughs> it, and uh, PlayStation came out and made an official statement saying, "Hey, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, because they, they don't start their letters, their official letters out with hey." <laughs> um, <laughs> but they could said, you imagine? Uh, I wish they only inner office memos. They said they memos. said this is the official press. Hey, fam, chill. Yeah. <laughs> Every letter, if I ever do anything official, will always start out with "Hey." Um, so, uh, PlayStation basically said, "Hey, uh, we uh, here at PlayStation." I'm speaking for them. Uh, well, just wanted to clarify some few things. One of those things was the whole whole recording of your voice chat. They claimed that, uh, like, if somebody, let's say Chris and I were in voice chat, and he said something that I was offended by, or I thought he was really trying to bully me, that I could report him, and when I report him for this. I can include up to the up to the last five minutes of audio that just happened, and but they claim that that's all they're recording. But then, how are you even recording that five minutes if you're not recording the five minutes before that? Exactly. So, <laughs> so to me, that that's a complete lie. But I do think that is one of the reasons for it is to help kind of um, clean up that because I think we all know, especially us that grew up in gaming and grew up when you know. Uh, we started playing games online. How toxic that can be! I mean, I've been yeah. called a. L- I've had a lot of things questioned about myself playing against eleven year olds. <laughs> so, <Yep. laughs> uh, so, uh, so I get it, but at the same time, um, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little weird. Like, uh, you know, you should just not like kids on voice chats in my opinion but <laughs> so then what's the co- well it's not even kids because think about this for uh when was it it was i mean it happens all the time honestly but there was a big yeah. thing that happened more recently with in gamer the game gate. in the game yeah gamer in the gaming community where women were being harassed yes uh so that is a big thing so i That's definitely forever exactly so i definitely for me i don't i think this is probably a good idea and if people don't like it just don't get on the chat that's it you don't want to be recorded don't get on the chat kind of like you don't want to come on the podcast why well, would you call a, in, right? It's not a requirement, you know. You exactly. Can still play multiplayer without, I think, without the I, chat. I think my issue with it is not because I know when I'm like on voice chatting on like my Xbox, whatever. It's literally just me and my buddies, and I'm just making stupid jokes. And so I've literally, literally don't care because I only literally uh, talk with people that I know now. Like I've gone to the just, age where just I just don't, don't steal his material, PlayStation. Yes, okay, for real. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Uh, but um, that's. My issue, though, is I guarantee you we're going to run into because we already do this with cell phones, right? Uh, I'm going to guarantee it's going to be a point where, like, you're talking, like, me and Chris are talking on, uh, on on voice chat, and then I'm like, you know, I really want to get this record player, and then like five minutes later, you know, an advertisement yeah. on my phone shows up for a record player. Not even yeah. that. You know what it's going to be? It'll be like you're you're playing you're playing on a chat, and you're saying things like that. And then the next time you log in and play GTA Five, all of a sudden the ads on the billboards are all the things you were wanting. Yes. Yeah. That would be amazing. Wow. Driving around in the car and you hear commercials that are specifically the, the, the items and the products you're looking dude, for. Dude, where is John Carpenter? They live is alive and well. I'm telling you, dude, it's been around for a minute, right? 
and all the commercials start with "Hey, have you?" Hey. you uh... <laughs> right. And how weird right. would it be if if they mimic your voice? Like it steals the sound of your voice, and so oh. you're playing a oh, game, and all really... of a sudden you hear your voice coming through as a commercial or something. Now we're really getting creepy. That's creepy right there. Uh, yeah, he's happen. reminding me of Laura Linney and Truman Show, you know? It's coming Why don't up. Yeah. Try some of this cocoa. Yes, yes. exactly. Is, we're, we're all leading down the Truman Show. The Truman Show was ahead of its time. It yes. was way ahead of its time. Yes, but that's so real, dude. It's exactly what's going on. But yeah, dude, that is kind of creepy. But for me, that's I mean, I don't creepy. I don't really care because I don't do it's it good, first yeah. of all. And the second part is, is they're putting it out there saying this is going to happen. So it's not like they're doing it without your knowledge. So when they do no, do it, it kind of happened. It kind of happened without them telling anybody. They had to. Oh, really? It's it. been happening yeah. then. Oh, that's amazing. Well, there was an update, and then people noticed it that that was part of the update, and so they didn't come out and said that was going to be a part of it, but they had to address it after. <laughs> <laughs> so they were. If nobody had said anything, they were just gonna just just let it go. I wonder yeah. if it was a, cool. um, a testing type of thing, like they were doing it, and, and they want to check to see does this work. Um, and then, you know, put something out about it, by the way, in this last update, you have to acknowledge this, but yeah, they should have been come out from the beginning. I think that's just kind of, kind of dumb, especially in this day and age, you already know how it's going to look publicity wise. It's not a good, that's not a good look. Yeah. I think it's, in my opinion, if it, the worst that we'll probably get for most of us is they'll be listening in and just use it for advertisement. Uh, which <laughs> Except is there's annoying. a lot of beeping. You mother yes. beep beep. I'm gonna take your mother and beep. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a lot of that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's uh that's pretty interesting, man. We'll see where that goes. But it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on because let's see how much how much farther does it go now, right? Like when we start getting cameras, are they gonna start getting, you know, your facial features to see what parts of the games you're reacting to and what works well, what doesn't, all this kind of feedback for them to just keep spoon feeding you what you want. Well, you know, well, yeah, like, and exactly. And how what does it say about us that we were like, no, that's not okay. Well, they're probably gonna just use it for advertising. Like that's immediately yeah. they've conditioned us enough that that's where all of us like immediately went to, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I mean, this really reminds me of when the Xbox brought out the Kinect, which was that thing that kind of uh, was like a, you could, you, you used your body as the controller, basically like it was a camera. Yep. It was like an interactive thing, but yep. there's a lot of, uh, there's, and you can see these on YouTube uh, where the camera would pick up things that quote unquote weren't there, but were there. Oh, I've seen really, that. Yeah. Yeah. That gets yeah, really they use that. They use that in a paranormal activity movie. I think it was paranormal activity Four. Yeah, and they well, they got that from the parano- uh, paranormal world, uh, investigative world. They started using that when that technology came out, like the ghost hunters and ghost adventure shows, and those yeah. are some of the pieces of of you know footage that are kind of weird, where where you can see that thing just kind of pop up out of nowhere in the shape of a, a human. It is creepy. Yeah, yeah. So that's my creep of currents. Nice. I've got one for you guys. You guys, yeah, you said you had an interesting one, so yeah. Do you guys, me, do you guys know who Demi Lovato is? Yeah, okay. sadly. So Demi Lovato, pop star. For anyone who doesn't know, I don't know. Just a few weeks ago, was it a few weeks ago? Or maybe just a few days ago. Uh, posted something on YouTube. So I'm going to read this. This is off of ABC News Radio Online dot com. Demi Uh-oh. Lovato posts message instructing fans on how to. Contact aliens. What? Demi Lovato's social media posts are usually full of a self-empowering messages, informa- information on her music, or statements that support causes important to her. 
but a recent post featuring the Grammy-nominated singer offering her fans advice on how to contact extraterrestrials. The post, which features photos and videos of the night sky with bright objects visible, comes with a lengthy caption in which Demi explains that she's been in Joshua Tree, California with, quote, a small group of loved ones and Dr. Stephen Greer. Do you know who he is, Carter? The name sounds really familiar. Yeah. Uh, Greer's Instagram bio describes him as, quote, one of the world's foremost authorities on the subject of UFOs, ET intelligence, and initiating peaceful contact with ET civilizations. Demi then writes, this is what she wrote in her post. Over the past couple of months, I have dug deep into the science of consciousness and experienced not only peace and serenity like I've never known, but I has also witnessed the most incredibly profound sightings both in the sky as well as feet away from me. If I were to get if if we were to get 1% of the population to meditate and make contact, we would force our governments to acknowledge the truth about the extraterrestrial life among us and change our destructive habits destroying our planet. She then urges fans to download Greer's paid app, CE5, which stands for Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Quote. um, Paid app? Yeah. Yeah. Paid app. Quote. It will teach you the protocols to connect to life forms beyond our planet. P.S. If it doesn't happen on the first try, keep trying. It took me several sessions to tap into a deep enough level of meditation to make contact. Then she writes, happy communicating. Confused fans responded with comments like, girl, you tripping. L-M-A-O-O-O-O-O, what the hell? And hey, what the actual F? One hey, more. Are you talking aliens? One more. WTF, Demi. I love you, but this is kind of crazy and ridiculous. So I looked Your songs into- are out of this world. <laughs> so <laughs> if you go to Dr. Stephen Greer's Facebook page, there's a post in which he's promoting this. Um, and it's, it's this app, right? So there's a picture of... Uh, an iPhone with a screenshot of the app. Now, here's a piece of this. Uh, well, let me tell you the, the info. So Dr. Stephen Greer, under the picture, posts, the CE5 contact app provides instructions and tools to assist you in making peaceful contact with extraterrestrial civilizations, as well as locating others in your area who are interested in making contact. The CE5 protocols were developed by Dr. Stephen Greer, one of the world's most form- uh, one of the world's foremost authorities on the subject of UFOs, extraterrestrials, and technologies, and, and initiating peaceful contact with interstellar civilizations. Dr. Greer's relentless efforts toward the disclosure of classified UFO ET information has inspired millions of supporters around the world. So the screenshot of the app is from their recommended reading part of their app, right? Guess what he's yeah, recommending? Looking, Guess what do you think he's he's recommending you read? His book. A book called Unacknowledged by Stephen M. Greer, M.D. Yeah, this is all sounding really fishy to me. <laughs> a book called Hidden Truth, Forbidden Knowledge by Stephen M. Greer, M.D. Yeah. And Do you know book- how much this app costs? Because I have the app in front of me. I'm about I'm to tell you. Contact, contact Countdown to Transformation, Stephen M. Greer, M.D. How much does it cost, Johnny? $10.999. Is it a monthly or one time? Uh, that I don't know. It just says ten dollars here. Do me a favor. Look for the reviews, and I'm gonna describe something real quick. So, if you go to the app store, it's gonna yeah. show you screenshots, right? Your first screenshot is the 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 main you know thing. The next one's the yes. introduction, basically saying what the instructions are. Basically, like I just said uh, in hit what he said it was. Um, then there's a, a 
uh, a screenshot of you know all the different things that are available to you. So there's a, a CE5 guide. There's an equipment list. There's a library. There's recommended reading. We talked about that. Glossary of terms and then about Dr. Greer. Then there's a screenshot of the library. So the library is offering you meditations, tones, alleged meteors, alleged satellites, orbs, electromagnetic phenomena. I'm assuming these are like little things to reports or pictures of. I don't know. Uh, there's a set about equipment list, the kind of stuff you would need. There's like literally, you know, icons for you to ch- click that say chairs. These are chairs that are recommended for you. These are food and drink recommended for you. I wonder how many of these he's getting a kickback for promoting it on his app. Well, it's it's not a five star app. Um, it is a it is a, a four point one out of five stars, and there is thirty five ratings currently. How many are not good ratings? Um, see that one's good. That one's bad. Uh, that one's average. Uh, that one's good. That one's average. That one's that. Most of them are three stars. I bet it averages out to three stars. There's a two star, four star, one star. Um. A negative. Somebody said they couldn't give a negative star, but they would if they could. Uh, and then uh, you know, I don't see any. Who's this pop star? What was her name? Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. I wonder which pop star. You know what stars. I love the most? I love when the makers of these apps respond to people. So this dude, yes, puts they a, do. They do that. This yes. is the best. This dude puts a one star app. He goes <laughs> a one star review. Not worth nine ninety nine, as there isn't as much functionality as I'd hope for. It was. It has a few meditation tracks, ways to make contact, and supplies to get. But it really feels like I can easily find that online. So perhaps the app should be made to to be more affordable. I messaged at least fifteen people, and only uh, one responded. So the networking option seems pointless. It may be better to see if people you know just want to join you rather than you uh, cold message people on the app. Their yeah, response was person. Yes. Their response was yes. based on what you're saying, it doesn't feel like we deserve a one star, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> We've had tons of really amazing feedback from people who met up via the messaging network and now have CE5 groups. <laughs> the, I think the part we're overlooking here is the fact that the the genius of this, honestly, obviously this dude's smart because he was like, what's a great way to promote this app that's really like people won't expect, but it'll really grab attention. I know. Let's uh, let's get like a 20-year-old pop star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm assuming, I don't actually know how old she is. I'm assuming she's young because I've never heard of her uh, to uh, just start talking about it. I love um, that. You're like, she's young because yeah. I've never heard of her. <laughs> that's my giant assumption my favorite thing uh, is that he puts up these like on his website he has this like kind of picture with him sitting in this chair and you know typically when you're trying to promote your stuff you're going to use quotes from famous people from uh you know from you know reputable sources magazines you know periodicals uh this is the quote he has to promote his thing quote everyone should attempt contact in these uncertain times katie one two three four that's that's who said it. Just in case you guys didn't know, that it was Katie yeah. one two three four. I gotta call bullshit on this, dude. <laughs> what? I mean, I'm sorry, but you can't. You don't. This this guy sounds like a freaking snake oil salesman. We gotta check now, it out. You don't dude. understand. You don't understand, Carter. Because when you look at the, the about Doctor Greer, and he is a doctor. Uh, it says Doctor Stephen Greer is one of the world's foremost authorities on the subject of UFOs. Mm-hmm. So that right there just tells me that, you know, he's... he's yeah, but where did, where did he you get can just medical degree? The true. internet? I mean, <laughs> what kind of doctor is he? Where did he do his residency? What I mean, if he's even a medical doctor, maybe he's a 
doctor of journalism, man. I don't Maybe know. he's like Dr. Venkman. <laughs> Did you go to the equipment list, Chris? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please scroll over to the equipment list. I did. Oh, I did. <laughs> uh, just for, so there's a list. Uh, if you if you look up the app, this is on the iPhone. I'm I don't know if it's like this on the other stuff, but on the iPhone, uh, one of the screenshots is the equipment list, which consists of and uh, only pertains to one thing, and that is of course chairs. Uh, <laughs> you and a member of your group should bring a comfortable portable chair. <laughs> So, uh, so for ten dollars, this will make sure you know that you should bring a chair if you're going to go outside to sit and wait for things. And then if you click on it, and they, they'll tell you the recommended chairs to get, they're all made by Doctor Greer. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so I was and snake oil. No, I was just kidding. I was just kidding about that. It, this is number six in education. This <laughs> That's pretty impressive. I'm thinking to myself, I, I might, I might, I might pay for the app. Just for the just for this podcast, just for this podcast, please don't. Just for this podcast, dude, we have to delve into this and and just really just. So you're not actually giving him money; you're doing it for science. Yes, 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 for the podcast. Actually, I could probably talk Anthony into buying it for me. There you go. Yeah, can't you like expense it away or something? I'll just tell Anthony. I'll be like, Anthony, can I borrow ten bucks? He'd be like, Sure, thanks. You just paid for a nap. Oh man, but yeah, so that happened. It was it was pretty funny because uh, it was Aaron that pointed it out to me. She was going through Instagram or something, and somebody had said, "I don't know if she saw it on an article or something." So she went to Instagram and and saw this post. Now, if you go to Demi Lovato's post, she does have a, a video of this thing in the sky that's moving around, but that doesn't mean she it wasn't a video off of YouTube or the internet. There's nothing that says this is her personal footage. Um, yeah. So so yeah, again, I don't know. I am. It's just. It's funny, man. It's funny how people will jump into this kind of thing and and capitalize, right? Because if you're thinking that you're in this for promoting peace and contact with alien life, why are you charging for it? Why wouldn't it just be free? Yeah. Because yes. if you can actually prove alien life, you've got payments coming up the wazoo after this. Yeah, and $10 is fairly high for an app. Did you yeah. see how many people have actually gotten it? I mean, if if you're if they're rating it, I'm assuming that's how many people have gotten it. 10 yeah. 10,000 plus downloads, bro. Jesus. 10,000 plus downloads. That's at least 50. In the <laughs> that's at least 50 downloads. Or bucks is what I meant to say. Money. Let's go on. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> But yeah, so there you go. That's the uh, that's my current creep. Whether you want to yeah. look at him as being a creep or the the fact that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that really, it's an alien like, thing, I don't know which is creepier. Dude's like Brad Dorif and Priest hawking that holy water, man. Unless unless guys, he wants to sponsor this show, then this is the greatest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to get the app just so we can get him to sponsor the show. <laughs> and then I'm going right, to scrub a- that audio, except I won't. Listeners at home are hearing this going, he forgot to scrub it. <laughs> that's what she said. All right, guys. Uh, you ready to jump into my story? First, this commercial from Dr. Stephen Greer. Roll it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dr. Stephen Greer. Do you ever look up at the night sky and think, we're not alone? Well, let me tell you. I think we're not. Th- I'm going to stop you right there. I'm, I feel like Dr. Stephen Greer refers to himself in the third person. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Stephen Greer speaking to you. Dr. Stephen Greer tells you, you must buy my app 
to make contact. Oh man, I don't know. We Have should you do read the best books ever. I feel like we Dr. should Stephen do. Greer? I think we should do that. We should create commercials first and start putting them in the podcasts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of all these things he's oh, invented. Yeah, but you've got create you've got to do commercials for like the most outrageous products you can think of. Oh god. Yeah. Like, well, this is outrageous. I mean, come on. Dr. Stephen Greer's hemorrhoid cream <laughs> from the from space. Or Dr. <laughs> Greer's jockstrap beer holder. <laughs> Like something like that. You want to scratch your junk and hold your beard at the same time? I've got the product for you. <laughs> Dr. Steven, how'd, how'd you come up with that idea? Well, I got to tell you, one time I made contact. I was reading my <laughs> own book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys, you guys ready for the story today? Yes. yes. All righty. The story I'm going to tell you about is you may have heard of this. I'm not sure if you've heard of this. Uh, have you guys heard of the Lady of the Dunes? No. Excellent. We're going back to 1974. Sweet. Groovy. Discos in full swing. Not July so 26, 1974, summertime, a couple of weeks coming off of celebratory 4th of July festivities, and we are going to Provincetown, Massachusetts. In Provincetown, Massachusetts, there is a young girl named uh, Lori Metcalf who is out with her family. I'm sorry, not Lori. Alyssa. Alyssa Metcalf. She's out with her family at the uh, the Race Point Dunes in Provincetown, Massachusetts. You guys, I know you guys are inland, but uh, you know you you've been near beaches. I'm sure you know what dunes are. Are right. Oh, yeah. uh, the outer the outer banks have very famous dunes. Oh, the, in there, yeah, that there you go. True. And usually, dunes are protected. It's protected. What you know, part of of the ecosystem. There, you're you're not you're not supposed to be walking through dunes. You know, things like that. It's all about keeping that kind of ecosystem in place. At least in Florida, a lot of the dunes are that way. I'm not sure if it is by you guys as well. I think I think the ones on the outer banks are, but the outer banks overall are fairly protected. Yeah, they, yeah. Even the beach we go to, the dunes are protected. I see. Cool, cool. July 26, 1974. Alyssa Metcalf was 10 years old at the time. Um, and her sister, her parents, uh, her, her parents and her sister, her sister Leslie, were visiting friends uh, at this little, uh, like, little dune shack that they had out there, almost like a beach house, right? So they're out there having a good dune time. Dune shack, baby. baby. Dune shack. Um, <laughs> her sister Leslie was 12 years old. So, uh, Alyssa's 10. Her sister is 12 years old. The parents, they're all been hiking back to the province lands visitor center after a day at the shack with their friends. A couple of their friends' dogs were following them when one of them caught a scent. The dog kind of started barking at something as they were hiking across. So the younger girl, the 12-year-old girl, decided to follow the dog and see what was going on. So she followed the dog up into the brush and into the dunes and came across a body. The remains were just yards away from the road and had a significant amount of insect activity, meaning it had been dead for quite a while. Uh, All around the body, you could see two sets of footprints that led to the body, and there were tire tracks uh, about 50 yards away from the where the the body was found. Uh, It was determined that she had been dead for about two weeks before her body had been found. So when they came across this body, one of the things they noticed was she was nude. She was there. Was, she was laying on a beach towel, but only on half, like half of the beach towel. So, maybe, like somebody was maybe had been next to her, right? She was laying face down, 
and her face was literally face down on uh on top of a pair of folded wranglers and a blue bandana also she was missing her hands there were a whole bunch of pine needles gathered where her hands should be so it looked like she had pine hands if that sound makes sense uh, they ended up calling the police. The parents and the girls, you know, doubled back to the dune shack to tell people there. They ended up getting a park ranger and brought the park ranger out to the scene. Park ranger calls the police. The police come out and start investigating. Like I said, they found two sets of footprints around the body leading to the body. They found tire tracks about 50 yards away. Um, and the clothing I just told you about was all they found. There was nothing else around. They, there was no other evidence in the vicinity whatsoever. They did a whole search around the, the rate, you know, all the radius that what they could see, nothing, no piece of evidence at all. When they, when they brought the body in for, uh, examination, they also found that the woman had been missing a bunch of teeth. Teeth had been taken out of her head, out of her skull. Oh, I'm sorry. There was one thing I forgot to tell you. Uh, she was almost completely beheaded. Her her neck had been cut severely, almost to the point where she was beheaded, and the side of her head had been crushed in. Um, so the, you could tell it it wasn't the beheading that had killed her. At least this is what the police said. It was the blow to the side of the head that killed her. And from the way the body was positioned, people are thinking the the belief was is that she had been either asleep or laying down, sun sunbathing, whatever she was da- doing. She had been laying face down when somebody attacked her the way they did. Um, further investigation found that she had been sexually assaulted, uh, and based on some of the information I read, some of the articles, um, certain splinters were found in there. So it was assumed that she had been assaulted with a a piece of wood or a piece of driftwood after death, after she had died. Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's pretty rough, dude. Um, the police determined that she was approximately five, uh, five foot, six inches, uh, there were some there was some teeth that were still in her skull and based on that uh it was a, a, they were some crowns right but based on the crowns that were in there they could tell that the crowns were uh between 5 to 10,000 dollars worth of work and apparently this is a thing a lot of the articles that I saw this was one of the things they pointed out that dentists call that kind of work uh New York style dental work apparently back in the day um so they knew she, you know she may have been out from from New York um they they determined she was probably between 25 and 40 years old. She They couldn't really tell because the body had already been decomposing and just the bashing of her head and, and just the severity of, you know, the, the close to decapitation. They think that it was either somebody had been trying to, you know, chop her head off with a specific kind of like entrenching tool or that they had tried to strangulate her to with that tool to the point where it nearly de- decapitated her. Um. After that, they couldn't find anything else. You know, they they started investigating all the people who had been around that area over the past week, month. They started investigating. So these are dunes that, you know, if you're going to be driving out on them, you have to have a specific permit. You have to have gotten to the okay. So they investigated all the different people who had permits over the past month to drive up on the dunes, see if they could match the tire tracks, and nothing matched. The case literally goes cold, so they buried this this woman in October 74. So there was a, during this time, right? They're pouring through all different kinds of missing person cases. There's the police are just really looking into this. Uh, one of the articles I sa- I saw said that every sheriff that 
became sheriff in Provincetown since that had happened became obsessed with this case. They wanted to be the ones to try to figure out who was the Lady of the Dunes. They would go through million, uh, thousands and thousands of missing persons cases, uh, all the different lists of vehicles that were approved. They looked for vehicles that had been abandoned in the surrounding area, checked into the tires of, of those vehicles, and still nothing was found. Um, again, all they had was the blanket, uh, you know, the body, the, the jeans, and and the the head bandana everything else was gone you know hands gone you can't identify the person so in around 1979 or I'm sorry no 1980 they exhumed the body uh for examination because originally they were saying there was something in terms of how they buried her the kind of the kind of coffin they used was deteriorating so they would have to go in and pull it out so that they could put the the remains in in a more sturdy uh coffin and while they had her exhumed, they decided that they were going to just do what they could to try to go back to the to the you know to the to the table, see if there was anything that they had missed a, a, upon examination. Unfortunately, there was nothing else. Right, nothing else was left. Now, fast forward to the two thousands. DNA is a thing now, right? We're we're solving cases in the early two thousands with just DNA. So they think maybe maybe there's something here. They exhumed the body again in March of 2000 to check the DNA, and it leads them nowhere once again. The body is buried without the skull. They keep the skull. In May of 2010, her skull was placed through a CT scanner to try to generate images that would be used for the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, that National Center, what they do is they take a lot of this information and they create those renderings of what people would have looked like based on the skull. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they did that. Um, they, If you go to the website now, you can look up the Lady of the Dunes and you could see the the rendition of, of what she's supposed this composite of what they think she may look she may look like. They're not sure, you know, obviously her how old she is. There's it's between 20 and 49 still based on that composite. But since then, dude, nothing. It has been a cold case. This has been an unsolved case. The reason I thought this was also kind of interesting and strange were some of these different kinds of leads or uh, thoughts and theories as to who this woman was. In 1987, a Canadian woman told a friend that she saw her father strangle a woman in Massachusetts around 1972. Um, when this report got to the police, they decided they were going to you know, reach out to this woman, but they ended up never finding her, unfortunately. Another woman told police that the reconstruction of the victim looked like her sister who disappeared in Boston in 1974. That turned out to not be the case as well. Then they got a lead, investigators got a lead, that this could be missing criminal Rory Jean Kessinger, who would have been 25 years old at the time of the murder. So Rory Jean Kessinger, if you, I looked this up as well, um, because she's considered a missing, disappeared woman as well. She, she was a woman who disappeared in 1973 after breaking out of a Plymouth, Massachusetts jail. She had a lengthy history of drug use and other types of criminal activity. Weeks after being booked at the Plymouth County Correctional Facility, she broke out of custody on May 27, 1973, with the aid of a guard. She had been arrested for the attempted murders of two police officers in Pembroke, Massachusetts. She was also initially arrested with members of an organized crime group that she belonged to. So 
they're saying that she was, you know, some sort of organized crime affiliation here. She was the uh, police are suspicious that she was killed by members of the group following her escape for their own protection. And if that was the case, her body would have been uh, disposed of. However, there was an idea that maybe just maybe this is that woman. So the police decided to uh, look into it a little further and you know they 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 could see the resemblance the the description of the victim at that time and the description of Kessinger and the pictures they had of Kessinger they looked into it so they reached out to Kessinger's mother and decided to get some dna did not match so here are some thoughts first in 1981 investigators learned a woman who resembled a victim was seen with mobster Whitey Bulger around the time the woman presumably died. You guys know who Whitey Bulger is, right? Oh, yes. Irish-American organized crime boss, FBI informant who led the Winter Hill Gang in the Winter Hill neighborhood of Somerville, Massachusetts. Uh, It's a city directly northwest of Boston. They're very famous for um, a museum heist in which they stole very uh, specific paintings and the way they went in there and just cut the paintings out of the frames so they wouldn't have to jostle the frames. It was a big uh, it was a big deal back in the days. But that his his gang uh, and part of the mob there were that is very famous for that. Um, The reason that they think this could have been it as well is because Bulger and and the the. Um, Winter Hill gang were known for removing the vic- their victims' teeth so that they couldn't be, you know, figured out. You couldn't figure out who they were. The link to Bulger was never proven, and unfortunately, in 2018, uh, he was murdered in prison. So we would never know for sure if the Lady of the Dunes was uh, tied to Whitey Bulger. Um, here's another piece. Here in 2004. Uh, there was a serial killer called Haddon Clark. Have you guys ever heard of this guy? No. Uh, he's an American murderer, suspected serial killer, currently serving two 30-year sentences at Eastern Correctional Institution in Westover, Maryland, for the murders of six-year-old Michelle Doerr in 1986 and 23-year-old Laura Houtelling in 1992. So this guy ended up confessing to the murder of the Lady in the Dunes, stating, quote, I could have told the police what her name was, but after they beat the shit out of me, I wasn't going to tell them shit. This murder is still unsolved, and what the police are looking for is in my grandfather's garden. Well, authorities say Clark suffers from paranoid schizophrenia, so they don't really take him seriously. In 2004, um, I'm sorry, in April 2000, he led police to the spot he claimed to have buried two victims 20 years earlier. He also stated he had murdered several others in various states between 1970s and 1990s. In 2004, Clark sent a letter to a friend stating that he killed a woman in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Here's the weird thing. He also sent two drawings, one of a handless naked woman sprawled on her stomach and another of a map pointing where the body was found. So this is 2004, right? That doesn't mean he can't come across that information, but... It's 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 one of these things that this is one of the suspected uh, people who who they think it's possible. This is the other thing that really really got me. This is a this just I, I love this. In 2015, August 2015, speculation arose that Lady of the Dunes may have been an extra in the 1975 film Jaws, which had been shot on Martha's Vineyard, specifically the village of uh, Menemsha about 100 miles south of Provincetown between May and October of 74. Do you know who brought up this idea? You may know a very famous horror writer named Stephen King. 
What? He has a very famous sun horror writer named Joe Hill. Where did he come up with this idea? Joe Hill brought this to the police attention after reading the book The Skeleton Crew, how an amateur sleuth how amateur sleuths are solving America's coldest cases just weeks before. So he's already got this kind Have you ever read like these kinds of books where they're talking about these cases are getting solved based on people like you and I that are, you know, showing interest in a case, really digging into it, and then finding clues that maybe others had overlooked. You know what I mean? Like and actually, that Golden State Killer. To yes, case. yes, 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 exactly. Didn't, didn't uh, Joe Hill do uh, Lock and Key? Yes, he did. Yes. That's the one. I have only a few comic books signed, but I have one of those signed by him. I thought, oh, you son of a bitch. Dude, that's amazing. <laughs> I will trade you. I'll give you an apple for that. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, so he read this book, right? And so after, after reading this book already in his mind, he's got this thing about how cool this is. Right. So after that time he's watching jaws and while he's watching the film's 4th of July beach scene, he spots a woman in the crowd wearing a blue bandana and jeans similar to those found with the body. She also has the same colored hair, the same height and build of the woman that was found. Now, although the lead investigators noted that it was interest, uh, others described it as far-fetched and wild speculation. So they really didn't go too far into it. Nobody's ever come out since that 2014 uh, or 2015 kind of theory. Nobody's come out to say, oh, no, I was the woman in that movie. That's not her. But it is kind of it's, – it's wild. If you go on and, and look up – just look online and put Lady of the Dunes and then Jaws movie, you'll see screen captures of, the, of the, the person they're talking about. And you can see it does kind of look like the lady that's on the composite of the Lady of the Dunes. So that could be close. It, it could be wild and crazy, right? But, I mean, wilder things have happened. Yeah, but then how did she die? That's, that's I mean, what like, we like what, 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 I mean, I get what he's doing. It, it, it's going to be much easier to figure out who did this if you identify who the woman is. Right. But uh, but yeah, we don't know who the woman is. It's still an unsolved mystery today. Um, for me, I think what I wanted to bring, I mean, aside from it being on, you know, an unsolved mystery and how just kind of creepy and, and horrific it is, it was those those two pieces that really stuck out to me was that tie to Whitey Bulger, which is a very high profile kind of person. And then the fact that Joe Hill, you know, was pointing out the lady in Jaws. I was like, are you serious? Jaws tie a tie into history creeps? That's amazing. But yeah, Holy dude, shit, I know who he's talking about. Yeah, you see who I'm talking about? Yeah, exactly. No, I don't even need to look it up, dude. I'm thinking back to watch it because I've watched Jaws 50 million times. Mm -hmm. I watch it every time we go to the beach. And she's got the blue bandana. She's the lady with the blue bandana, white t-shirt, blue jeans. She's got the same hair color, the same the same build. And if you look at the composite next to her, it does look like it could. It, it really, really, really favors her. It really does. Isn't that wild, dude? That's we've we've covered some wild shit on here, but yeah. Um, but definitely check it out. It's, it's, if, if, if you're one of these amateur sleuths, look into it a little more. There's not too much info on it, unfortunately, but you know, it is, it's, it's one of these things that kind of grabs your, your attention and you start really looking into it. Like what could she really have been an extra in jaws and just get murdered, you know, months later. Um, and it would have been around that time, right? Because the film was filming uh, around the time. What did it say in May or whatever of of seventy four? Seventy four, oh, yeah. May to, uh, May to October of seventy four. They found her body in July of seventy four. So it works. The timing works. The area works. Uh, I don't think it's as wild as as some people are saying. I think Joe Hill may be onto something, which would be pr pretty interesting. Even if he but was though. They 
Go ahead. But but wouldn't they know who that actress is then? Like if that's, if that's what her, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Sh- it's extra. Right. A lot of times extras could be locals. I, I understand yeah. that, but they have to sign stuff just because they get paid for it, right? Not always. Usually, uh, especially at that point in time. Especially, yeah. Especially when it's about crowded crowds. It's about hey, we if you were if you'd like to be in it to come out and we we need crowds and they're not paying well, you. It's about coming very, out to the, be in it. At the very least, she I guarantee she told some people she was going to be an extra in it. You would think, at right? At the very least, yeah. you would think, unless she was a loner, unless there was you know maybe she left all of her family from across the country and she you know. Yeah, but you said you said that the police report said she had New York dental work. I'm assuming that's in reference to like New York city, right? I'm assuming it was in terms of like, you had to have that kind of money to have that kind of. Dental yeah. That's work. what I mean. So I don't I'm know that it was like actually maybe, done in New York. Well, I'm thinking maybe like socialite, you know, I would think you would know when a socialite went missing. Right. And a lot of the unless, people that went missing there around was something that, else involved. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of there's people an in unknown that area. factor that we don't know about. A lot of people in that area that had been missing around that time, they had looked into that, too, to see if this person could have been them. And and one by one, those things were removed from the list for DNA. Uh, and so I want to speak to what Johnny said, because I think for me, like I said, it's not as wild. It really does feel like the Jaws one's more plausible um, because, yeah, you're right, Johnny. If she had been on the film, we'd know about this already. Like this per they, everybody would have been like, no, it's this person. We know who she was. But because she's yeah. an extra, it is one of those things where uh, I've seen it a few times here when they're filming different things around here that if you want to be a part of a crowd, just all you have to do is show up. And then now you're going to yeah. be in the film. They don't you don't have to sign anything. You don't have to pay for anything. You just kind of go out there and be a part of it. I mean, but nowadays you do, but even, you know, back in the day, it was just kind of, you show up and be a part of the crowd. So a lot of people, a lot of extras, um, were just townies. Yeah. I get that. But I think I'm just going from my experience when they filmed less of the Mohicans, they filmed it not too far from here. Yeah. There are parts of it. And my friend's brother was in there. And this is when I was in the fifth grade. I remember this very well because we watched that movie in the fifth grade, but my friend, uh, friend's brother made sure he told us again and again and again that he was an extra in that. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's my point. So uh, unless this person didn't have that kind of relationship with family, friends, maybe it was one of these things where it's like she was going through town and, hey, let me stop here. Oh, they're doing this. I'll do this. You know what I, I mean? Back then, you're. it was easier to disappear, right? People could kind of go off and start brand new lives. It wasn't so easy. And who knows? Maybe she didn't want people to know where she was. Uh, it's definitely a mystery, um, and I don't think, unfortunately, you know, without the teeth, without the hands, I don't think this is one that's going to ever be solved unless, like, we literally come across the smoking gun where there's an actual written confession with information that no one else could ever know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's very unfortunate. Yeah, very so sad. that's that's the, the, the story of the Lady of the Dunes and her possible tie to Whitey Bulger and the movie Jaws. That's a weird one. Yeah. I think That's also really the other one that could be would be the schizophrenic, the, the guy who was a paranoid schizophrenic, only because he did have certain knowledge. But again, that could have been gained through news articles or anything he would have read elsewhere, you know? Yeah. And also the woman who played the extra in Jaws could just be dead. Oh, that could be it, you too. Know, and that's, that's why true. nobody's, you know, I mean, it was made in 1975. So, but I mean, like you said, Johnny would was right. You would that person would have talked about it all the time. So her kids would have known about it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, guess what? I was in Jaws. And so the, somebody yeah. would step up and say, no, oh, that's my aunt. That's my mom. 
And that was literally like at the time the biggest movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go back in the water after watching it. Right. So there you go, guys. The Lady of the Dunes. What say you? Creep. I say creep. Creep. Creep, creep, creep. That was creepy as hell, dude. I hate it when they're unsolved, man. Same here, especially when something that that violent and terrible. Yeah, yeah, definitely a a crime of passion. You know that kind of that kind of it's usually especially that up close. It's it's death, and that's why they were saying that it had to be somebody that had been with them because of the way she was even laying. Was there was room on the other side for somebody to be next to her on that uh, on that towel? And well, plus you said Bulger always removed like all the teeth. So why would he have? Why would he have left enough teeth for somebody to say? Then again, I oh, don't know. look at this expensive dental work. You know, I'm I'm just saying maybe somebody, if it was him, somebody could have walked by. Yeah. You know, or some somebody, you know, people could have been coming, and oh God, we're you know, we don't need to dispose of ten bodies; we just need to take care of the one. You know, yeah. So. I don't know that they removed all teeth, but th- that was just one of their things they did was to remove as many teeth as possible so that you can and, and the hands. The hands thing really disturbs me. Yeah. Uh, that, to me, says that somebody who really planned this out, too. Like, they knew they were going to do that. Yeah, obviously, because you already knew what you had to do. to. Get, if you're doing it as a crime of passion out of, out of nowhere, uh, you know, it's... Right. Yeah, this was definitely somebody they knew. Yeah. And, and who knew what they were beforehand. doing. Yeah. yeah. So, fellas, story was the Lady of the Dunes. It's an unfortunate unsolved story uh but again for those amateur sleuths feel free feel free to dig in see if there's anything you think you can find that maybe others have overlooked and in this day and age with uh the patriot act you can ask for you know you can ask these these police departments for their their investigative records unless they're you know specific i think if they're ongoing cases i can't remember what it is there's certain things you can't get but anymore man you can really start requesting stuff like you know, investigative records and all the different things that the police department has on this and all the different clues, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And there's a, and there's a whole, there's a very famous website that I'm blanking on the name that, uh, does a lot of cold cases that a lot of the detectives or, or internet detectives use. Ah, nice. We'll have to look that up again. I, I don't yeah, know what it is. I wish I could remember what it was called. Uh, but anyway, there's one that a lot of people use to go back and like, it was very famously, I think it's the same one that was used, that like Michelle, uh, I always forget how to say her last name. Um, the writer who helped Pfeiffer. No. no. Uh, oh, I know. I know yes, you're. Just, yes, I know yes, who you're talking. About. Yes. Yep. Uh, the lady who played Catwoman. Uh, she is the one that helped solve the crime of the Golden State Killer. You're talking about uh, Pat Oswalt's wife. Yeah. Late yeah. McNamara. McNamara. Mac- McNamara. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I didn't want to. I, she deserves her name to be pronounced right. But um, yeah, that's. You know, we've because of the internet, like we've the one of the good things about the internet. Obviously, there's a lot of bad, but one of the good things is uh, some of these crimes like this. Uh, it's the information is is spread out more, and more people can see it, and you get more people, more eyes looking at it, and yeah. that really helps to solve some of these. So. Yeah, well, and they to, do, and so, all they need yeah. is a different perspective. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, thanks so much for listening, creepers. We appreciate it. Before we head out, Johnny, you got anything you want to tell them? Uh, yeah, just go listen to my other podcasts. I don't feel like telling the names of them. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, like Retro Pop, Retro Blist, uh, you know, Johnny Townsend's Horde Movie Reviews. Uh, you know, just go listen to those. I don't know why you would, but, you know, if you're not doing anything else, uh, go for it. They're back. Carter, you got anything you want to promote? Anything you want to tell the Creepers before we head out? Uh, I do. I sold a story last week. 
What? Yes. What? 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 Look out! Uh, look out for Coffin Bop issue number one in January. That'll have my story in it. Oh, sweet! Yes, yes, we gotta definitely look in. Fa- uh, look out for that, and we'll. Def- I expect a signed copy. Oh heck I yeah, me a too. Signed copy in my mailbox. <laughs> well, He's only sending me one, so. <laughs> Well, make copies of that one and sign it. <laughs> I will buy one and I will mail it to you and I'll pay for the return postage. Um, there you go. There you go. It's the only way you guys are going to get it signed. Uh, I will buy one and then I will pretend I'm you as I sign your name on it. There you go. You Actually, what we're going to do, honestly, is we're going to buy a bunch. You're going to sign a bunch of them and then we're going to give them away to Creepers. Sweet. Heck yeah. Uh, all right, Creepers. Thanks so much for joining us once again in the Creeper Clubhouse. It's that time of night. Where it's time to shut those windows. Make sure you shut off the lights. And on your way out, lock the Creeper Club door. Be sure to stay close. Because the night is upon us. And it's time to stay creepy.